0: I'm Dr. Amy Bader. And I'm Dr. Renee Rosenfeld. Welcome to Be Natural, a place to come for the latest buzz in natural medicine.
1: Episode 2, Rethinking Weight Loss. Hi,
0: I'm Dr. Renee Rosenfeld. And I'm Dr. Amy Bader. And we wanted to kick off our podcast series with a super hot topic, which is weight loss.
1: We get asked about this all the time. Weekly basis. Yes, this is definitely something that people want to know about. And I think the reason people want to know about it, Renee, is because dieting has failed so many people. Absolutely. I think I saw a study once, and this is a while ago, that the success rate for the diet industry is about 5%. And that, yeah, not Woof, good. She's making <laughs> she's making a face. Um, the success was measured if someone could keep off their weight for five years. So 5% of people went on a diet were able to keep that weight off for five years. That
0: is... Really, really unsuccessful. Yeah,
1: it's not the kind of statistics that I would enjoy having with my patients. I I can definitely say I have a better than five percent success rate.
0: We've got better success
1: rates than that. So I think the reason we have better success than the average diet plan is because we don't look at weight as an issue of calories in and calories out. We are looking at this from the perspective of chemistry in metabolism. your body. Metabolism. Metabolism, hormones, and also the emotional body. So we want to talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. Let's start with hormones and chemistry.
0: Great. So one of the biggest hormones that we look at when um, patients are overweight or not losing weight is we look at your stress homo- hormones. So like cortisol and estrogen and progesterone so your endocrine hormones and insulin Mm -hmm. so we look to see you know what stress triggers are in your life that are creating this
1: wreck havoc on your system there's a saying that's Mm -hmm. old in medicine and it says show me the size of your belly and i will show you the size of your stress and i can tell you without a doubt that that is true and remember stress isn't just oh i'm in a a troubled marriage where my boss yells at me, stress is also other things. Like you're eating the wrong foods for your body. Right. And you're not sleeping and you're constantly
0: dehydrated. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Or you're not breathing. Right. Things like that. Right. Not taking deep breaths all the time.
1: So some of what happens with these hormones that Dr. Renee just mentioned is they have an adverse effect ultimately when we connect the dots on how your thyroid hormone gets to behave in your body. And your thyroid hormone is what revs up all the little engines in our cells and makes us have the metabolic rate that we do. Okay, okay? So if your cortisol is too high because you're stressed out or your estrogen is too high because your lifestyle is not supporting healthy biochemistry, your thyroid hormone is left to its own devices to be rather ineffective. Right. Right. What does raise our cortisol? Um, There are a lot of things that do, but
0: I'm gonna hit on the top key players that do that. So stress, and that can be anywhere from eating inflammatory foods, eating foods you're allergic to, Not sleeping, not drinking water, um, working out too much, like running marathons. Most people are not fit to do that. So we're going to talk a lot about exercise in a little bit and how that plays into your stress hormone regulation. Um, Not eating enough. Also, being in fight or flight all the time. So like a medical student, you're in fight (laughs) or flight all the time. So yeah, your cortisol levels are really, really elevated or they're completely reversed at night When you should be going to sleep they're really elevated and then in the morning when they should be elevated they are lower so you're really exhausted all the time so those are some examples of things that um, increase your cortisol and in turn cause Mm -hmm. you to not be able to lose weight right
1: and then there's estrogen we Mm -hmm. talked about that a second ago and one of the things that estrogen does is it kind of puts out the fire of metabolism it competes a little bit with thyroid hormone and think about it for women going through their menstrual cycle every month their basal body temperatures are lower in the first half of their menstrual cycle than the second. And that's because estrogen is dominant during that half of the cycle. Okay, it turns our engines down. Therefore, our body creates less heat from activity. So estrogen, quite simply, puts the brakes on metabolism. So why do people end up with an estrogen-dominant situation? And this happens in men and women, by the way. It's a little easier for women to slip into this, but men can experience it too. So anything that's going to really adversely affect your liver and put some stress on your liver could potentially create an estrogen problem. So caffeine, alcohol, sugar, those are all things that can can get that out of whack. We really want to have a healthy ratio between estrogen and progesterone in the body, in men and women. Right. Okay. So now we wanted to jump in and talk to you guys a little bit about
0: insulin, which is a hormone you actually have a ton of control over yourself. So things that you can control about insulin is what are you putting into your mouth? Mm-hmm. Things that are high in sugar, high in carbohydrates, fast foods, processed foods, all of those things create a crazy pattern with insulin if you put them into your body. So within turn, that also it creates all this inflammation which can make you gain weight and have this
1: horrible cycle you go into that you can't stop. Right, exactly. So what insulin really does is it, it does two things. First of all, it tells our body to store. Store, store, store. Store fat, mostly around your middle. So if you're looking at your body and you're seeing a lot of weight around your abdomen and, and through your back, you're probably having an insulin issue. You're probably a little sensitive in terms of your insulin mechanism. And the other thing that's a little bit more of a recent understanding of insulin is it does directly drive inflammatory chemicals, okay? So then we're going back to what we talked about earlier, Renee, Mm -hmm. how we're spiking cortisol to kind of deal with this. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we've culturally made insulin kind of a simple thing. Okay, well, if you're diabetic, you might need some of it. Otherwise, don't worry about it. But right. it, it's, it's, it's a chemical that's so underestimated in terms of what kind of body shape you have and how you carry your weight and how easily you store your weight. And like you said, Renee, you have a lot of control over this hormone. Right. And so if you can
0: make better food decisions that are healthier for you and you can also help create a better um, lifestyle for yourself, your insulin will not create a cascade of effects of gaining weight, feeling moody, sugar cravings,
1: not sleeping, Mm. um, things like that. Right. So, for instance, you're better off eating a large plate full of some protein and a ton of veggies than you are eating a hundred calorie snack pack
0: carbohydrate rich
1: thing. (laughs) It's just not chemically what you want to be happening in your body. Um, Another thing about protein, by the way, not only does it stabilize the insulin mechanism and stabilize your blood sugar in general, but it actually is a little bit of a natural appetite suppressant. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about two chemicals when it comes to appetite suppression um, or appetite regulation, I should say. So one is ghrelin, and that is a, a hormone that's made in your stomach, and it's made in response to having not eaten in a while. I always tease my patients, I call it the gremlin, and I'm like, you cannot run from the gremlin. You have to eat. You have to eat to lose weight. Yeah, the gremlin, or excuse me, the ghrelin, (laughs) is there to save you from starvation. It's an evolutionary thing. It's important that we eat to survive. And so I tell my patients who want to lose weight, eat. Just make sure you're eating something that's smart. Um, The second hormone that's really interesting is leptin. And that is made by our fat cells, and that's made in response to... Eating, you know, a while after you start eating, your body starts making leptin, and leptin goes back up to your brain and tells you to put the fork down. It tells you you're full. Your butt literally tells your brain to stop eating (laughs) if everything's working right. It's true, absolutely. Hey, put the fork down up there, I'm full. Um, so If you're not sleeping well, this is an interesting bit of research, Renee. If you're not sleeping well, the leptin mechanism around being satisfied with your meals doesn't work well. Right. So we go back to that lifestyle stuff. Mm -hmm. Sleep, move, eat. Right. Have you guys
0: ever, you know, do you remember in college when you'd pull an all-nighter or you wouldn't go to bed until 3 and then wake up at 5 for a test? Oh, I never did that. Oh, never. (laughs) Totally guilty over here. Um, Last-minute crammer sometimes, but... Yeah, like that day after you take your test, like all you want is sugar. All you want are bagels. All you want are some donuts because your stress hormones and your appetite-regulating hormones are trying to catch up.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. All right, so now... You know what, Dr. Renee, I think it would be awesome if you talked about Chinese medicine and their perspective on food and weight, because I think it's really interesting. Sure, I would love to. So in Chinese
0: medicine, we see the stomach as something that wants things to be put in that are warm and dry. So when I say warm and dry, I'm talking about the quality and the temperature of the foods you eat. So in the wintertime, you do not need to be eating cold and wet things like smoothies wrong time of the year to be eating those things. Your stomach really wants like warm or hot soup, stews, congees, vegetables, and protein. And so you really need to use the stove or the oven as your first stomach because that's going to pre-digest all of the food you eat so it makes digestion easier. Um, And in Chinese medicine, we look at excess weight as you know things that are cold and damp or cold and phlegmy so mm-hmm. you do not want to eat for that so really um, putting emphasis on foods that are cooked so nothing raw all your veggies should be cooked not sushi delicious not the right time of the year to be eating that smoothies not the right time of the what year what about to be dairy eating that. is dairy cold and phlegmy it is the most cold and phlegmy thing you can possibly Okay, eat. you heard it there first. No dairy. It's cold Sorry, and phlegmy. <laughs> Sorry, Super cold and phlegmy. Um... You know, grass-fed butter can be pretty good. Um, I really love olive oil and coconut oil and things like that. I do crave, you know, butter mm-hmm. during the winter time, and grass-fed butter is totally fine. Using it on warm, cooked vegetables and proteins is fine. Okay. So and
1: you know, that brings us to the topic of fat. Yeah. So many people think they need to avoid fat when they're trying to lose weight, and that is just not true. Not true at all. Fat satisfies you. That's your friend. You know, I tell people before they <laughs> eat, they eat, you know, my patients who want to lose weight, I tell them to eat fat 15 to 30 minutes before their main meal. You know how your mom used to say, don't spoil your dinner? I just tell my patients, spoil your dinner. Spoil You'll it. eat less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll feel more satisfied with less food if you have a little fat prior to your meal. And fats have health benefits as well. Absolutely. They help create glowing
0: skin, and they create these cholesterol backbones if you're eating animal fats, which you need to eat, which help create healthy hormones, which help create healthy
1: weight. It's, <laughs> what a concept. It's, it all kind of just cycles in on itself, ultimately. Right. Okay. So I want to just jump ship a little bit for a minute and talk about the emotional impact of weight, both how it feels... Um, and also how emotions can create excess weight. A little bit of background on me. this is Dr. Bader. Um, I did struggle with my weight, my late teens, early 20s, kind of college age. It was a really uncomfortable time in my life, and I was incredibly stressed. And you know, my knees always hurt and I had asthma. And, and you know, weight unfortunately, is the product of inflammation, but it also creates inflammation, so it can create a lot of other health problems, hormone problems it was such a horribly difficult time in my life. Um, and people often ask me, how did you lose weight? And the true story is, and I won't give you the long version, I actually went to counseling and cried for five sessions straight and lost 35 pounds in about a month and a half doing that. I just kind of needed a release. So have you seen that this the same with patients, Renee? And Absolutely.
0: I mean, when you can connect the dots kind of to your, um, I guess, weight loss story. It really helps create clarity and gives you an insight into food habits you create for yourself to protect yourself from others'
1: situations, the outside world. Yeah, if it weight's an in insulator. It, yeah. it truly is. I mean, it's a survival mechanism by the body in case we encounter famine evolutionarily. Mm-hmm. But it's also an insulator socially, right. culturally. Mm-hmm. You know, I have lots of patients over the years who've told me that if they lose weight, people are going to start noticing them, and they're going to have to potentially deal with some situations that are uncomfortable for them. And I've I've had many patients tell me that they feel if they lose weight, they'll have higher expectations put on them at work or at home or whatever. So there may be other issues there that need to be addressed. Right. Like
0: a lot of people – this happened to me a long time ago um, – I've always kind of battled with my weight a little bit, but I made a connection a long time ago that someone would say something that would hurt my feelings or I'd have a flashback from something stressful in childhood or whatever, and I would be like, I want to go eat X, Y, or Z. Why? Like, I wasn't hungry. Mm-hmm. I was trying to mask a feeling that was making me feel really
1: bad. So, And, and that behavior can be incredibly unconscious. Oh, it's so unconscious. until people you're don't know that. Conscious of it, right. I had a patient tell me once that – She had done the plan we had for the day, she'd eaten what we had suggested, and then about 9 o'clock at night she was watching TV and a commercial came on she looked down in her lap and she had a bowl of pasta in her lap. She had literally gotten up, made a whole bowl of pasta, was sitting back down, about to eat it, and the entire event was unconscious on her part. Mm -hmm. So there may be things that we just need to check in with ourselves and see, you know, are we doing some things unconsciously? Do we have some triggers? There's a lot of great techniques for getting to the root of this stuff. There's homeopathy and counseling and acupuncture, and I refer a lot for EMDR and hypnosis. Biofeedback. Biofeedback. So there's definitely help to help you get ahead of those triggers. Um, The first thing I want you to think about, though, if you are struggling with your weight, is, is there anything I'm hiding from? Am I hiding behind this weight for some reason? If the answer's no, then that's fine. You know, it doesn't always have to be the case, but maybe there is something that's contributing to that cycle for you a little bit. Right. And we also wanted to give you guys
0: um, a few tips and tricks and pieces of advice about what to eat and how to be and move for healthy weight loss. Mm-hmm.
1: So I think first things first is getting adequate protein. Some people need a little more protein than other people, but I think if you can have a good quality source of protein two, three times a day, it really does help stabilize lots of hormonal and appetite stuff in your body. And obviously eating lots of green vegetables, you know, probably more cooked, especially in the cold months, right, All cooked, All cooked, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then a good quality fat. And so coconut oil, olive oil, grass-fed butter, those, those things. Avocado. Right. How do you nuts. feel about fruit?
0: Well, I'm, this is Dr. Renee speaking, I'm someone that has a fructose metabolism mutation, so I do not break down fructose very well. So Personally, I don't eat very much fruit. Yeah. And if I do eat fruit, I eat it on a completely empty stomach um, by itself. And I use it
1: really as a dessert, as a candy, because it is nature's candy. It okay. is nature's candy. I mean, think about our ancestors. They only had it in season mm-hmm. for a short period of time and locally. You know, they weren't getting their strawberries shipped from Brazil in freight containers, right? So think about how our bodies were made and evolved in nature. I'm the same. I don't eat a lot of fruit. Um, if I do, it's usually kind of a low glycemic bowl of berries or something. Same. Um and so, you know, I, I've told some patients who I know are very insulin sensitive, you know, an apple never made anybody fat, but it has kind of blocked the weight loss process from getting going. So. That's something to think about if you think your insulin is is really touchy mechanism for right. you. Yeah, okay. I think sugar, cutting out sugar,
0: that includes fruit or eliminating it from the diet for a while. Um, just to see how your body reacts. I kind of discovered this a couple years ago, and once I did
1: that, weight was just falling off. Yep. It was kind
0: of magical.
1: Yep, yep. If mm-hmm. you get the chemistry right, it'll be an easier process for you. Right. Let's talk about movement. You know, yes. I've had patients come in and say, I want to lose weight and I'm training for a marathon. And I say, you know what, you're not going to lose weight right now, let's just focus on that after the marathon. And they right. look at me like, I'm crazy. But it's true. If you overdo it, you're
0: not going to get the benefit. Right. And that 100% ties into your stress hormones like cortisol, because your body is literally going to think that you're running from a bear. And if you're <laughs> running from a bear... You're not going to lose weight because it's not I would, the list. I would
1: have to be running from a bear to do to a marathon. Run. Oh. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Not a big runner over here. Just confessing the truth over here. But you're Same. better off taking some walks and doing some resistance training with some weights. That stirs up and kind of stokes the fiery metabolism, but, you know, overshooting the mark, especially too much too soon in your body, that's going to have um, effects that are not going to be helpful in terms of, of healthy weight right and weight management. I really, yeah, I like to really
0: recommend that patients get up and move most days. Um, It really depends, like, how stressed and you are and where your adrenals are. But, you know, going for a 45 minute walk every day of the week, 30 to 45 minutes, is great. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like to add on bar classes, Pilates, yoga, things like that, um, and also doing. Uh, body resistance, like body weight training to start. If you aren't, you know, super athletic or have been using weights for a long time, that can get you really toned and really
1: fit fast. And then you can add on the weight. But yeah, it yeah. definitely helps your body composition mm-hmm. quickly. I and, think it's one of the most effective tools. Do it correctly, though, so you don't hurt yourself. Get someone who's a trainer or, or you know, a little bit, has a little bit of expertise in that area so you don't hurt yourself. But that's a great way to get things going quickly. And also in Chinese
0: medicine, um, I, it's interesting because we look at the body and where places of weight can get stuck. So like Dr. Bader was saying, you know, you can see it stuck in the abdomen and the back a lot. Um, I get so many female patients that get, see weight stuck in the hips and the buttocks and the tush. Mm-hmm. So... The biggest thing for that is you need to get your chi moving. And to do that, long walks, again, are so, so good for that. And then on top of that, I see people doing bar classes. And Bar 3 in Portland is really awesome. It started here. We have tons of studios all over. I do the Bar 3 workouts online at home because my schedule is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, I see such a huge change. And I danced my whole life. And so um, I like to have that you know, toned dancer's physique. Find
1: something that you like. That you like, exactly. And I go to dance class. Dance
0: classes are amazing too because it's toning and it's cardio and it's super fun and it makes you feel so happy. Right. I mean,
1: I personally am a fan of gyrotonic, which could be compared a little bit to that Pilates bar, that kind of thing. Something that's going to stretch you and strengthen you for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Water. Okay. So here's the deal. You kind of need it for everything. Literally everything. <laughs> so make sure you're drinking half your body weight in ounces. And if that's just too much for where you are, just make sure you're drinking, you know, a reasonable amount. You know, a lot of people think they're hungry when they're actually thirsty, and so they'll go for food when they should be going for hydration. So there's some of our thoughts on weight, healthy weight, weight management. You know, hopefully we shared some information with you today that was informative and um, gave you some tips that you can implement right now in your life
0: yeah um and we will definitely be touching upon this topic later on in our series so stay tuned and um be sure to comment on our instagram or twitter if you would like to know more about specific topics within weight loss Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Be Natural Radio for more tips and tricks on how to live your healthiest life. This podcast is sponsored by Real Beauty Food, Inc., makers of skin tea. Thanks so much.